When the countries from Central and Eastern Europe started to take part in the Eurovision, Poland was immediately the most successful on the first try in 1994, with a second place. After that, the results started waning. It would be nine years before they again ended up in the top ten. And after they had to qualify further from the semifinals, they only managed to qualify once in seven attempts between 2005 and 2011, when they decided to drop out of the competition for two years. The artist who sang for Poland in 2011 was Magdalena Tull, and despite a fast-paced song that Eurovision fans liked, she managed to place last in the semi-finals in 2011, and no one seemed to understand anything. So what really happened? Why did she change the version of the song and then regret it? What happened in Düsseldorf, and what is she doing today? You are listening to the podcast Eurovision Legends with someone who really wants to give my guest some justice for the result she did not deserve, and who in contrast to my Swedish ancestors have no intention of ever invading Poland, Emil Löfström. Welcome to Eurovision Legends, Magdalena Tull. Hello. How are you today? Thank you. I'm fine. It's a beautiful day, so it's, it's great to, that you have me here and it's a lovely opportunity to talk with you. Before we talk about your participation in Dusseldorf 2011 and your artistic career, I would like to begin with some quick questions. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Name drop three songs from Eurovision history that you really love. Oh my God, I don't know if it will be that I really love, but I can uh, say what it's the first in my mind. It's Euphoria, Lorin. I don't know why, it was just a huge hit. Hero, I don't know if it's exact title. Maybe you're thinking of heroes. Heroes, right? We are the heroes of our time. But we're dancing with the demons in our minds. Um, I was in love from my year, a song of Maya, No One. Slovenia. It was a song that I, yeah, I loved, so I remember this. No one hold you tight. No one ever Of course, Abba song, it was Waterloo, right? It's not my favorite song, <laughs> but I remember it because of, you know, the, the big success. I must ask, are you an Abba fan? Um, I appreciate what they did, but I'm not as big fan that I'm listening to the songs. Uh, I, I know a lot of songs, I think maybe all because I was uh, singing it many times in TV show. So it's not exactly the type of music that I prefer to listen every day. But it's it's great. For sure, there's a lot of great hits and they know how to write it. Yeah. Uh, best song from Poland in Eurovision, besides Jestem, of course. <laughs> For sure, Tonia. 
Yeah, with Edita Gorniak. Yeah, it was really good song and it's still now. I was a, a, a big fan of Kasia Kowalska when she was on Eurovision. So I, I was a little girl and uh, I loved her so much. So I loved almost every her song. So it's not like I'm considering this if it was a good song for Eurovision or not, but I was in love in Kasia. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the song Jestem, uh, not mine, but the other Jestem of uh, Anja Jopek was a great song too. So, and actually I think that the most of the songs that I love it was from the, the beginning of uh, our participating in Eurovision when there was orchestra and, you know, the lovely show. I miss it. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. We listen to your version of Tunia here. Oh, really? <laughs> Thank you. Worst song from Poland in Eurovision then? Worst? Yup. No, I won't say it was worst. I don't. I think that we have too much hate in the world. <laughs> and, you know, I could say that mine... No, I'm joking. But, you know, it's like everybody is trying to sing and give the best uh, what they have during this kind of competition. So, and, you know, sometimes you love the song one day and you have a different you know, ideas for what you like next year. So I won't say that there's no bad songs, actually. I think that it's it's a question of performance, of uh, arrangement. Song is a song, so I can say. Who should have won Eurovision but didn't? Huh, me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's total total joke, sorry. <laughs> it's not my type joke. <laughs> um... Who should won? I think that Maya could won. She was perfect. Perfect uh, presence, uh, stage presence, the perfect vocal, perfect song. But I don't know. It's it's only my opinion. There was some of the songs that when I was uh, watching uh, Eurovision show, I remember three girls who were singing as hell, but they didn't do anything special, I guess. And I mean, I, I think that I was this year in uh, as a jury member in Poland. Never cry no more, feeling all alone and insecure. You have been 
So, you know, it's a competition. I don't think that music should be a competitive, right? Because um, it's not a sport. I was saying it many times before. It's like your opinion, if you like something or not, you can say that this is better or this is worse because everybody has a different preparations. So it's really not easy. Yeah, I know, kind but, of but you know, yeah. now we are talking about your taste, so it's up to you to decide. Yeah, so I, I, I think that this is what I remember. I can tell you because th- there's a lot of artists who probably uh, should be more appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, who should not have won Eurovision, but did? <laughs> I have no idea, really. Because I, I think that when she did, or he did, he should, right? Okay. So... Do you think that it's a political? I don't know. I, I, I'm just, I'm ideal. I, I just, I'm ideal. Ide- oh my god. <laughs> Ideal, idealist. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. And I think that I'm not thinking about politic, about uh, money or whatever. I, I'm just always forgetting about it. Yeah. I'm naive in this kind of thinking, and uh, that's why I prefer to say that people choose, and that's it. Who got your vote in this year's final 2021? I'm sorry, I didn't watch it. You didn't? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Kill me, I, I can tell you. It was, oh my God. I had so many, you know, work this year that I, I, I really can say what was a few months ago. But uh, can you remember me who won? Yeah, Moneskin from Italy. Oh, right. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure that I didn't watch whole contest because sometimes you're late or something, but I watched some. Yeah. This band is very interesting. The music is great. I'm not a fan of how they are exploring, you know, the bodies. And it's it's like a little bit too much for me from the moral point of view, because we have a lot of this kind of things around. And I don't think that the great artists should do this. Like, you know, Aretha Franklin, Stevie Wonder, they, they're not going naked or I don't like this kind of presence. Uh, but the music is really great, so... Who was from Poland? Rafał. Rafał, all right, yeah. So I remember his, uh, his uh, show. And, you know, if I could sit with you and just watch it again, I could tell you, but uh, I'm really not sure. Well, you are welcome to Sweden and we can watch the show. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know you have a great, great, great festival, which is a preselection, right? It's uh, the best preparation uh, from the other countries, I guess, that you, you have so many opportunities for so many artists to be in Eurovision. Uh, because of this Melody Festival, right? Exactly. And I I believe 3,000, more than 3,000 songs are submitted every year. And actually, the song Rafal sang, The Ride, was submitted to the Swedish pre-selection, but was rejected. Okay, okay.
Uh, last quickie. If you could decide which artist would you like representing Poland next year in Eurovision? Oh, you know what? I was thinking like uh, there are many because we have really talented people and they never go there. But I thought that, you know, because we had Rafał this year and I thought that it should be Alicia because she was in preselections the year before yeah. and she won and uh, it was a problem with COVID. So uh, she never had opportunity to go again. And I don't know why. I think that it, it's like somebody stole it, right? I, I'm not saying about Rafał, but people who didn't give her this opportunity. So she could be a person who, who could go and sing for Poland. And, you know, there was a lot of artists. Uh, great, we survived the first part. Oof. <laughs> you know, when I did my research, I saw that you tried out for Eurovision in 2004 with the song Full of Life. Was yes. this the first time you made an attempt to reach Eurovision? This was the first time, and this was the first time with my own song. Like, I mean, we uh, wrote it in duet with my friend, and uh, it was almost the first song that we recorded. So it was the song from my, my first, first album, and it was really a debut. And I just saw that there are preselections for Eurovision, so I just put it there. And uh, I made it to the preselection. So I was in a group of 10 people who were cons considering to go to, I don't know, where was Eurovision that year. I but Istanbul. I didn't... Istanbul. Istanbul, yeah. So I didn't win. It was Ivan and Delphin. No, it was actually no? Blue Cafe. No, no. <laughs> in 2004, Blue Cafe... I'm pretty sure that I was in this, uh, with Full of Life, it was that Ivan and Delphin went to Eurovision. Maybe there's some kind of mistakes in, you know, I don't know, internet or, or something. But it, it for sure it wasn't Blue Cafe. Because Ivan and Delphin was in 2005. Maybe I was in 2005. Okay. On preselection. Maybe, maybe there's a mistake, right? Because uh, it can be. You're not the first. Some, somebody told me this before. Yeah. But I, I haven't checked the dates. Okay. Because online it says that you submitted a song for 2004. But okay, it was 2005 then. You know what? I'm sure because uh, this year there was no preselections live. So people couldn't vote. It was only jury members, so no one uh, knew my song, actually, yeah, right? Yeah. And that's why I remember, because Blue Cafe was a year before or next year, and there was a concert on TVP. Yeah. So that's why it's different. I, I didn't have a possibility to, to sing the song, so nobody heard it. Only jury could say, no, she's not going, he's going, or whatever. But I, I just, I regret, because it was a really good song and could do well. <laughs> Uh, 
Your stage name during this time was Lady Tullo. Yes, it was. It's it's my roots because my name Tull previously was Tullo. It's uh, Italy roots, rather far, far away. And I came back to it. Uh, lady, I was before Lady Gaga, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, hello. And uh, and I was using it, I don't know, one year or two, Lady Tullo, but I stopped it because I think that people wasn't ready for this kind of nicks yet in Poland. Uh, and a lot of people could see me in a TV show every day and they saw Magdalena Tull, so um I thought that it will be easier for me to to perform under my real name. Why did it take six years until you were back in the Polish national final? Um, I'm sure that I was trying to do it earlier and I submitted my songs to this contest, uh, but it wasn't always, uh, you know, the good results like I was chosen. And actually, I think that maybe there was one or two songs that I really wanted to sing, but Nobody cares till yes them. It was the moment when somebody in TVP said, "Oh, good song, let's but, take her." But do you remember which songs you uh, pre- you presented or submitted to the committee? Yeah, of course. I think that there was a lot. It was. Uh, I was thinking about the song, the gift about Eurovision Song Contest. Actually, arrangement uh, went later on uh, more to Christmas song. But I was writing this song with Eurovision state of mind. Tell me why so many people never seem to realize that it's not the point, it's not the way. Better by the glitter, they no longer try to find that their most precious gift simply to say. My favorite song that I wrote for Eurovision was two years ago, and it was I Can, which I actually performed with in the final of Open Mic UK. And this was a song that I really wanted to submit and and sing. Actually, it was the year when Alicia uh, Szemplinska won, but I didn't, how to say it, I just put my song, I received a response that I'm in a contest, But I wanted to, to to have sure that I will sing uh, this song in competition in case I win. But they didn't let me, so I th- I said no. I won't sing any anything else. Uh, what somebody can write for me because I don't know the writers. I don't know the song, so it can be another mistake or whatever. And uh, that's why I just passed on it. It's not released yet. Maybe maybe it will be a time. Yeah. I hope. In late 2010, you submitted a song titled Jestem to the Polish selection panel for the pre-selection. Was this the only song you submitted that year? Yes, it was the only song I submitted. And uh, it's it's sad to say, but I didn't write the song for Eurovision contest. I wrote it just in summertime and I thought that it it can be just a radio uh, song, radio hit maybe. And uh, I couldn't find a producer, so the right producer 
there. And when I finally recorded, it was autumn and uh, it was a time of preselection. So I thought, okay, I will go with it. We'll see. I didn't think that I will go to the preselections. I, I was surprised. And that's why I didn't have enough time, I think, or possibility to consider this song if it's the right song for Eurovision. For me, as a vocalist. What are your memories from the pre-selection in Poland? Oh, it was really nice. I remember the feeling when I won it and it was really great because there was more than 40%, 44. Yeah, you won, you won a gigantic victory in Poland. Yeah, so I don't know if anybody did it before, like with this scale. And it was a huge success for me because people voted for me. And, you know, this is something that every artist is dreaming about. And I completely didn't expect it. So uh, I remember the day after, because I didn't have manager, I didn't have a team around. So all these phone calls, all these emails, it killed me, <laughs> really. <laughs> I was. I remember I was sitting, uh, you know, on the floor and I was checking the emails, the hundreds, hundreds. And, you know, and I was like, oh, my God, how I will handle it. It's impossible. <laughs> But it was a funny time, three months preparations. It, it, it was a great, great time for me. Uh, soon after the victory, an English version with new arrangement was released with lyrics by Osmo Ikonen and Brian Allen titled First Class Ticket to Heaven. for the Polish version with the original arrangement and made a new English version titled Present. Yes. What happened there? Present was the first version because uh, I always wanted to record the English version. And actually, if you knew me, you would know that I always prefer singing in English since I was a kid. Uh, so I have no idea why I went with Polish song. <laughs> Just, you know... <laughs> I think that maybe because I, I wrote this song for Polish radio stations, right? Yeah. And I thought that maybe I will sing it in English. That's why I did present. But, you know, people in Poland actually had opinion that, that when they choose me, I should go with what they decided. Yeah, okay. So I wanted to be fair and not changing too much. I, I met Brian, who was a producer, and uh, he was trying to change the version a little bit. Like it was just maybe not arrangement, but just one line in, in a chorus, which make the song more attractive. But 
again, it was a little bit different that I was trying to, to write and to say. And the lyric was completely different. It was great version, I think. Uh, but there was some misunderstanding, misunderstanding between us. And I thought that I have to listen to my heart, not somebody around who just came after my success, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Because there was a lot of people who want to change your life when you actually did something already. So it's not a good idea to... I was afraid. I don't know. Something in me told me, no, I remember the night when I made decision. I couldn't sleep. And I was like, oh my God, when it will be morning, I have to call to TV and change this version. Because actually this English version went to Düsseldorf already. And I just did uh, a change. Actually, yeah, it wasn't nice. It was a nice conversation later on. But I'm sure that I had the right to decide as an artist, as a writer. And, you know, I didn't have any contract or something. So I don't like when people try to ignore your, you know, decisions and, and push something just for, you know, money, success or whatever. I don't know if it was a good decision because maybe with this version, I could achieve more on Eurovision Song Contest, but you will never know, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you take us back to your memories from Düsseldorf? What happened there? Uh, what happened there? Uh, it was a great time. It was ups and downs, some frustrations, some, you know, happy moments. Actually, for me, it was a big lesson, big experience. I, I can't say nothing more because, uh, you know, I learned a lot. And preparations was a great time. But when you're not achieving what you wanted yeah. and you see that, you, you you know, you have to deal with all this uh, sadness around you and people who probably you you let down or something like this it's it's really tough so i remember the day uh, of the half final it was really really hard when i was sitting after my uh, performance in a green room so i was devastated and i didn't know what happened actually because i felt that it wasn't 100 that i could give And uh, you have in your mind that, okay, it's done. Yeah. You can do nothing, right? Yeah. There was something later uh, the day after that it, it's possible to, that this concert will be you know, repeating or something because it was some kind of problems with voting. But uh, so I had just a little chance in my mind that maybe I will have a chance to uh, sing it again. But it didn't happen. So I just came home with, you know, an atmosphere of, of really sadness and pain and, you know, everything. Everybody around was like, oh, it's so bad. She didn't go to the final, you know, all this media, all newspapers. You know, it's, it's hard because nobody says that, okay, you've done your job. It's great. We don't care. We love you like you did. Yeah. I mean, the fan of Eurovision did. Yeah. And I really appreciate it. They they were with me all the time till now. But what did media and uh, all newspapers here, and they're doing all the time, year by year, yeah. there's no support. So till now, I'm reading it that, oh, you could see Magdalena told that she took the last place. Oh, my God. After 10 years, really? <laughs> so, you know, you have to be just really, you have to have a hard heart, I mean, in this in this business. Yeah. Um, so I can say that all my memories are great, but uh, 
actually, I really appreciate this lesson because I knew and I'm sure that it was for something and that I have something in me that I know that I can do it again and again and again. And for example, when I will go to perform in United States uh, and do some big show on the big stage, I will handle it. So this is priceless. Yeah, and despite the poor result, I know that you are loved among the Eurovision fans. And that's why you are in this show, because so many people have asked me to please invite Magdalena. Oh, uh, it's so nice. So you have Thank a you. big support around the world. And I must say here, because Sweden has missed the final only once, and we came 11th. And that singer, Anna Bergendahl, she got so much hate because mm-hmm. of that. this is my life, my friend. Remember, this happens probably to every artist around yeah. Europe. But you know, not always, you know, uh, not always. It depends uh, what artist you are in your country, because when you are huge already, yeah. it doesn't mean anything. Because when you receive the support from media, you're just backing to the stage after Eurovision just like that. So not everyone. I don't think so. But it's like, for my, in my opinion, only the fans' opinion, uh, like Eurovision really fans are really important because media can say whatever they say sometimes. You know, you are the media too, but <laughs> I mean, somebody who, who doesn't care about you won't care about you yeah. anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. But they only want to sell papers and uh, it's easier to sell newspapers when they write something bad than write something yeah, good. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um you said it before that you work without any management. Yeah. Why? Because you know I was like independent artist and I didn't meet anybody who could deal with all what I needed. Really. I I met a lot of people but uh I had some managers who was trying to manage, but it's a really tough job. When you are a manager, you have to really, you are really responsible for artists. So uh, this is a good PR. You have to be everywhere. It's like you have a kid and you have to take care of it. So I didn't meet anybody like this. And I knew that when I want to do it, it will not happen. So this is the one thing. Nobody was really interested in me here in Poland from this big fish. So, you know, you have to do what you have to do. But did you have a record company behind you? No, no. I'm totally, you know, uh, I was totally independent always. And I think that maybe when you are an artist and you're doing, you're handling all by yourself, uh, the record company not seeing in you somebody who can be like uh, flexible because you have your own standards and you won't say yes to everything. So I don't know, maybe it's the reason. And I, I again think that the reason why I didn't have any contract or didn't have manager here, it was because I didn't want to have manager and contract here because I always wanted to go outside of Poland and to start from the big C, if you know what I mean, yeah, musically yeah. speaking. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't me, it was my dreams. So I knew that I can't just stop here. 
I can to go far. And I think that God hear it and knows it. And you receive what you dream about. And, you know, I really believe in it. I can see it day by day. So it's good. It's good. It's my, it's my life. It had to be like this. So, but it was tough on Eurovision because you're all by yourself. So let's do a great show by, by yourself. <laughs> it's funny now. For but, me. Yeah. but how involved was Polish television? I mean, with support and money. Uh, you know, they were involved some kind, in just uh, some part. But I didn't expect this kind of help. I, I rather thinking now that it should be something more like it is now because it's changed. Yeah. Now artists are really prepared, like they have rehearsals, they have uh, the director of show, somebody saying that it's not good. But actually for me, I think that it's good. It's like you have your example is the great example, how you're doing in Sweden. Yeah. And I know because I, I heard a lot of interviews with uh, Margaret or, uh, you know, the artist who was who was there. Let me be your tempo, tempo. Let me take you away, low, way low. So everything is prepared even before the artist go to the stage. Every movement, every, you know, what the television will show, every picture. So, you know, this is something that it's really needed. And I remember that we had a, lot, a great, a big problem with the cameras because we prepared the show exactly for cameras, I think. that Because every movement was, uh, this was to the left, this was to the right, in front. And they didn't do it. They didn't do what we prepared. So it was like, you can see my back during the song or something like this. And it's really important to have this team around you because everybody has his own work to do. You can't be an artist and do everything by yourself. Like, you know, thinking about uh, outfit, makeup, rehearsal, dancers, uh, which kind of shoes I, I should buy to the dancers. You know, I did it all by myself. So it's crazy. It's crazy. You, co you competed in the first semi-final and went out on stage as the first song out of 19. How were your nerves? I think that there was no nerves. Not at all. I was surprised. There was no nerves like sometimes you feel that your stomach is, you know, in a bad, con bad yeah. condition or, or you have a weak legs. No, I was prepared. I did it many times because when you're walking in television, it's it's nothing uh, stressful to do in front cameras and people. The only stress that I felt was on the beginning of my song when I realized that I can hear only crowd and I have no idea what in what key is the song. So this is was in my mind like explosion, like, oh my God, what's now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it was tough because you have to play your face till the end of the song just smiling and and it's not funny when you're fighting inside of you how to survive. It was a battle, uh, but I didn't feel uh, bad nerves, rather positive because it's so, and this is the great aspect when you go in front of this big audience who love you, because I don't know if there's another place like this. When you go and no matter from where you are, you feel this love that these people know your song, the first word to the end. And artists sometimes saying, you know, joking that watch out and 
know your lyric well because they these people knows it better than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is great. Yeah, this is great. Who made your outfit? It was um Polish designer. And again, we had a lot of troubles with it. So it's it's another story. I think that I should write a book someday. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you tell us something about it? I can tell only that it was um, about six kilo heavy. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't move in it on the rehearsals. It was so heavy that when I just started to do rehearsal, it, it just broke. So... <laughs> I had to do a quick change, and uh, I remember that Martin Fitch, he was performing as a Martin Mrozinski. He came to me uh, two days before Eurovision, I think, and uh, or maybe four, for interview, and he came with my new outfit. Okay. Yeah, it was like um, very quick. Are you good friends? Yes, we are. We are. We, we're performing a lot now. We didn't because we didn't know each other that year. But I remember that when I won my preselection, I said hello uh, to Martin and uh, sent him greetings because he should be on my preselection final as a winner, last year winner, right? Yeah. But nobody invited him, so okay. Uh, I said hello to Martin, and it was the first our television meeting i can say so so later on he came he did an interview with me we met each other we knew each other more and now we're many times performing together sometimes so he's a great guy yeah, yeah. i'm in contact with him on facebook and i hope to invite him to the show but he's oh, not I uh, I, he said he wasn't ready for it yet okay but, i don't know but i hope he <laughs> changed his mind i'll be forever Back to your outfit. Do you know how much it cost? Yeah. Did you have to pay it yourself? <laughs> oh, no. Actually, no. The outfit went from a TV. Uh, it was, on the beginning, I thought that I would do it by myself. But later on, it, it was something that uh, TV made for me. So, you know, actually, when I'm thinking about it right now, I could do a poorer version, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Sometimes you want to do too much. And sometimes simplic- simplicity is the best solution because it doesn't matter if you have this kind of dress or this kind of dress or, or you sew it or you buy it or you borrow it. It doesn't mean that you win or not. Absolutely. But I'm, I, th- right? I think that the Eurovision fans loved that it was a little bit over the top. I don't know. Maybe. I, I know that many people loved uh, this uh, outfit version from preselections. Yeah, okay. But, you know, again, you you never know what we'll do. It can be good, it can be bad. So I loved this outfit. It was good. But uh, it took me too much time to think about it. Was it extremely expensive? No, come on. I was by myself. It couldn't be extremely expensive, but it was too expensive. <laughs> in my opinion. Did you have any favorites among the songs in Düsseldorf? From the, Yeah, as I told you, Maya Kreutz, right? Yeah. Uh, it was my favorite. And uh, I remember Haba Haba, but uh, yeah, it was la- rather for entertainment. Of 
course, Sweden. I can tell you that you know, you 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 know about it, but your country is like when you were talking about writing hit songs. It's it's huge, and uh, even many American artists, well known like Britney, like uh, many many, are coming to Sweden to to write a hit. So every year. I think Swedish songs are great. I remember Eric Shadeb. I don't know if he was with me or not. No, he was in the other semi-final. And you know what? I was his stylist because I was working in the in the Schwarzkopf team oh. that year. Yep. So we have really? met. Really? Yes. So we have met actually. Wow. Yeah. But you're not my hairdresser. You didn't was my hairdresser. No, I wasn't your hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> Style. You you was a stylist or? Yep. No. Yep. I work for Schwarzkopf. Oh, okay. Okay, right. So great. I will be popular. I will be popular. I'm gonna get there. Popular. My body wants you, girl. My body wants you, girl. I'm gonna get there. Popular. Uh, you know, I checked the betting odds from 2011 yesterday, and you were predicted to go through the semi-final. And I know that many people out there were shocked when you didn't, and even more shocked when it turned out that you actually ended last. Um, we talked about this li- a little bit before, but how shocked were you? I wasn't shocked. Uh, I think that I I wasn't prepared to win. Uh, like I mean that I was in heaven when I was on this semi-final, and I didn't have time to. Uh, realized that okay just uh, focus on final mm-hmm. so i think that it was my mistake that i i didn't do affirmation about final we should do it but uh, i know that people were shocked and i was shocked that people were shocked you know yeah. that uh, the yes time was so high i was thinking like wow great and in polish and and this was great success and even when i see because i see statistics how many people are listening yes them till now it's it's great it's like the song is living still what happened at night after the poor outcome did you stay and celebrate with the other delegations or did you head back to the hotel as soon as possible as soon as possible yeah i stayed at hotel yeah well, it was a nice night actually if you if we're speaking about me I would go, but, you know, there were some people with me uh, who didn't want to deal with it. And so I didn't feel support like I should, you know, somebody should say, oh, come on, don't worry. It's your night, no matter what we're going, right? Yeah. But I I think that people around was more devastated than me. And uh, it was sad. When I double-checked the results yesterday from your semi-final, I noticed that none of the first five songs went through the, to the final, and three of them were favorites among the bookmakers, Norway, Poland, and Turkey. Mm-hmm. Can we blame the sound or something else technical that wasn't quite ready at start of the show? Or do you think there is another explanation for this? I can say that I wouldn't blame the technical stuff like from my point of view but i don't know what happened from the voters point of view because i have no idea if there was some kind of problems or not some people said there was but i don't know so from my point of view it wasn't a technical problems on stage but i had technical problems on stage if you know what i yeah, mean yeah, yeah, yeah. my when i had my um, headphones and uh, we did rehearsal in a small room, control room, and 
in 2011, there wasn't possibility that audience is during rehearsals. So there was empty hall. And I wasn't prepared for this, that when I uh, just made my sound check and later on I will check it on concert, there will be so many screaming people and completely different proportions, right? So, yeah. and my song was special because there was no harmonic instrument on the beginning. You have only sub bass and, and the drums. So I, I wasn't just prepared enough because I could do it and could play the piano in my uh, headphones like many artists did. So you can play something in your ear and audience doesn't hear it. Yeah, but it was it was too late. So um, th this was my mistake. It was something that you know I did many things this year, outfits, rehearsals, everything. But I didn't find a real time to prepare myself from technical point of view. So it was my mistake. I can't say that anybody uh, it's anybody blame in this accident. But I don't know what happened with the votes. Azerbaijan won and very few people understood why. Italy came second upon the return to the contest and Sweden finished third by blowing up glass on stage. Do you oh, have yeah. any opinions about the result? This duet wasn't my favorite song, but for example, my husband who was there with me during rehearsal said, oh, this is great. So I don't know, everybody has a different opinion. So it, it's hard to say. I could choose a different, like Maya. Mm. But it didn't happen. What happened directly after your vision in your life? Um, Besides going home with uh, sour newspapers. <laughs> I think that I had time for myself to, to prepare a new life. I wanted badly to, to record album very quick. But again, it wasn't so easy. So I was waiting for album till 2014. Quite long. What else? Um, I think that in desperation, I went to Voice of Poland just to remind people about me and I think improve that I can sing live. It was something strange in my mind about it, that I have to show people that it was an accident and this is really something that I can do, that it's, you know, the best part of me is, is my voice, so why I didn't share it with, with the world. So I wanted to, to come back to the stage, to live stage with live band and... I knew that there's a lot of people who watching it. And sometimes, you know, some people uh, knows me from Eurovision, but some people knows me from Voice of Poland. So it's interesting that uh, this is a different target of people sometimes. So this is what I did. And I was, I was a little bit lost, but I was trying to get back to my life as quick as it possible and do what I always wanted to do, record my new songs and, and that's it. Did the poor result in Eurovision affect your career in any way? Yes and no. Because, you know, if I could win Eurovision, it would affect my life, of course. But maybe if uh, 
some people could give me opportunity to to come back to the stage after Eurovision, like for example, television, right? Yeah. That you're coming back, but television says, oh no, nothing happened. Great, come to our festival, just sing the song and show people that it's great. Uh, it could be great, but they just pushed me to to the basement, just sit there and, you know, nobody calls me and say thank you. So I just came home and nothing happened. I can say it because, you know, it's a, it, I'm not blaming television because now we have a different people there. But it's like you don't feel a support. You don't feel that something that you did something important. And as you see, it's not about results. It's not about it. Many people even don't know that I had some kind of problems, really, because not everybody is is a musician, right? Yeah. So uh, not everyone can see that, oh, she had something like with voice or whatever. So people sometimes even don't understand why I didn't pass, why I just disappeared. Because it's not only me. So you're expecting that somebody will tell you, oh, thank you very much. Magdalena just came home. Uh, let's do some event or whatever. So in this point of view, yes, I think that it blocked me a little bit. But I rather think that it was more plus than minus in this situation. Good. I still love these moments in my life, so it's good. Good to hear. The year after 2012, you submitted a song to Switzerland that you had written yourself, titled Give It Up. Yeah, yeah. Why Switzerland? Because it was... Uh, online preselections so i thought that it's easy way and i just had a ready song because i was in the middle of working on my album the funniest thing is that this song never go to the album <laughs> <laughs> so you know sometimes we're just the, the emotions are this thing that makes you make some decisions and you can say why because you you want something so badly that you're doing it and not thinking if it's smart or not. So I, I just thought that, okay, let's try. Nothing happened. What can you tell me about the song and give it up? What can I say? When I prepared this version of a little bit pop rock, I was in this moment in my life when I thought that I will be a rock singer. But actually, I, I love this kind of music. And I think that many people told me that I have a rock voice. I think that I like the I like the really lyrics because it's um it's about motivation and this is what I wanted these days to sell to the people. If you could listen my whole albums one and second, you can find there are songs about motivations, about not giving up. So I think that maybe it's a repercussion. It was re repercussion after Eurovision that I wanted to to share with people this fact that you can fall down and just stand up and do your your, your job we play give it up here <laughs> since i was a child searching inspiration i believed i could shape the fate by affirmation till the adulthood made my life so jumpy dreams so
many more attempts have you made to Poland or abroad to compete in Eurovision again? <laughs> I think that I did. I did twice. My first attempt was after two years uh, of not being in Eurovision because Poland had a break yep. uh, after my performance. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't agree with it. So I went to TV and uh, put the song and I said that we could come back. It was really silly and naive. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> This is lovely. And Yeah, it is. But anyway, you know, a lot of fans wrote me a message about it. So I was like, oh, yes, I have to handle it. I have to make Eurovision come back. But no, it, it was nice. Um, so the last time I tried, and I think that it was the first and last after this, yeah. when we came back, it was uh, two years ago with this song, I Can. And I think, I think that it was really last Okay. I will never say never because I did once. And I remember one time I said to myself when I was a little young girl that I will never do lip sync in television. Yeah. And then I was working 15 years in television doing lip syncs because <laughs> there was no technical <laughs> opportunity to sing live sometimes. So it was 50-50. So I will never say never. I learned that you were in the jury for 2014 when Poland selected the colorful Cleo and Donatan with a slightly controversial performance. Yeah, I remember that it was a, a huge problem with this voting too, because uh, I was trying to be honest and uh, I knew too that this year was Conchita, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and it was uh, controversial too for many people. And I mean that because of Conchita, her PR was uh, different than the other contestants, which is from the start not, not the same level. So I decided not to put Conchita on my list like others, but I did a list and it's really hard to do, believe me, a list, you know, probably because you made it many times uh, from one to 43 or whatever. Yeah. And It's impossible sometimes. So you're cheating yourself too because you know that it's good and this is good and it's hard to say sometimes. But I was trying to be really honest and first thing was song, vocal performance and later on other things. And I remember that I put Conchita at the end. Like I show, saw my list and I thought, okay, she's better than that, but not better than that. And, you know, I was trying to be honest too with myself. And I remember that after final, when the results are shown to the people, many people wrote me really, you know, like hate messages that uh, I have some problems with, you know, the gay or whatever, uh, which was silly because I wasn't there for, you know, choosing somebody because of sex, but <laughs> choosing somebody because of performance, in my opinion, again. Uh, yeah, so it's it's not easy. It's but not what easy was job. it with uh, Conchita that you didn't appreciate? No, I appreciate it, of course. But uh, it's like you have 43. I think that Conchita was in my ten for sure. Okay, yeah. So it's it was like I didn't appreciate. And people rather uh, had problem with Italy, that I didn't appreciate Italy. This, I even can remember now what was Italy. But you know, I had my free, best free, and it was my subjective opinion. Conchita was great, but from my vocal point of view, there was better. So, you know, you're just putting it 
higher. I really like strong, big voices, and Conchita uh, had strong voice, but it was some vocalist that made me feel even more excited about it. From the fading light of life, What is happening in your life today? Uh, oh, it's a, it's a really great moment in my life. One thing is that I complete, I'm a completely a different person now. I learned a lot about myself. I think that the COVID time gave us the time to um, to read, to check, to to find yourself in yourself. Uh, just the little person that it's in you and really wants to have a voice. I'm not pushing. I learned how to be patient, and it's. Uh, Like in the same time when I found my uh, producer, actually he found me. Um, we're recording my, I can say, first album because it's completely different work now. Uh, and uh, preparing third release because we, we did two already. Yeah. I, I'm really excited about it. I can't wait this third one. I'm uh, On Monday I'm uh, going to um, uh, record a third video clip. And uh, actually, it will be released on February, so we have to wait still a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's starting to moving slowly, like a snowball. We have a lot of a lot of downloads in U.S. Uh, radio stations um, in Europe too. Especially, I, I heard about France and Belgium. So I have a lot of patience, a lot of patience to this, but I know that I have people who I can trust. My producer, John Anthony, is, is like, can I say, a veteran of music business. And um, he actually rediscovered this, is like my song title, this um, soulful in me yeah. and, and my musical roots. So we're going in this direction. And it's funny time because this all COVID time wasn't easy for our cooperation but again it gave us a time to know each other to to check many songs uh, because we have uh, great writers too um, some of them wrote the songs for Arita Franklin for Celine Dion um, so there's a, a lot of huge names um, and I always wanted to try to sing the songs which are written for the great writers because Sometimes you are not able to write something for yourself as good as somebody can. So, of course, I'm writing my own songs too, but uh, we're just choosing if it's right or not. And uh, yeah, and it's it's great. <laughs> I travel the
Several singles and albums have been released in different genres and languages, and today you are a R&B soul artist and signed to an American record company. Are you moving to the US as well? Yes, it's a part of a plan. Mm, you know, first of all, I always wanted to be a sign artist in US, so that's why maybe I didn't think about Polish music market as much. Um, so we can say that I achieved my dreams again. But yeah, I'm waiting for a good moment to move there for uh, longer. We did a lot of job in separation, but now it's the time that uh, hopefully the concerts will come back for real everywhere around the world. So it wasn't a good time to to start with anything alive, right? So now we're just from New Year, we will move quicker and uh, and go for it. So it's completely new 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 chapter before me. What about the new American Song Contest? Would you like to take part in that? Uh, no, um, we decided with my producer that we we are not more interested in any contests. So we want to my own repertoire, build it and uh, go live and to reach people, reach fans. I think that the life is a contest. It's enough for now. It's coming a time when you, you have to just stop with it. I think so. So I'm not saying that it's bad because sometimes you, it gives you many possibilities, but it's not time for now. I always ask my guests as the last question who they think I should invite to the podcast. Who do you suggest? <laughs> I won't say that you should try again with Martin, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's ready now. Yeah. Um, do you think about something, someone from Poland? Or? Yeah, that would be lovely because I've only had Rafal and Edita Golniak before. Oh, you, you, you had Edita and Rafal. Maybe Kasia Kowalska. Oh, I would love to invite her. Good suggestion. Yeah. Did you have Maya? No, sadly oh, not. Ag again. <laughs> yes, I invite her. I will invite her. Yeah, okay. So say hello. I don't know if she remember me, probably not. But <laughs> say that it was some nice girl who was really a big fan of her songs. <laughs> I promise, Magdalena. Oh, say it to Kasia, because Kasia, Kasia don't know me and I don't know Kasia. <laughs> Tell her that she has a, a huge fan. <laughs> I promise. In Poland. <laughs> I promise. Okay. Thank you so much for this nice conversation, Magdalena. And good luck in so the much. US. Thank you. Thank you so much. It will be much appreciated when you are support me in this journey, because it's not easy. It's not easy.